0: Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. Tonight we're looking at the sixth angel in the book of Revelation. That's Revelation chapter 9. Verse thirteen. I told y'all that I, you weren't supposed to let it out that I could get these done real quick, in spite of in spite of the fact that I usually take a lot longer. A lot of times, uh, we're at Revelation chapter nine, verse thirteen is is where we're looking at, and of course, remember uh, this is a part of the bowl uh, 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 judgments that that God has has been raining down on. Uh, the people of the earth and uh, as I mentioned last time I I don't want to it sounds like there's all of this judgment and all of this this destruction that's going on in the midst of all of this uh, and there is but it's what you choose to see when you look at all of that Uh, yes God is judging those who have sinned against God God is Uh, bringing judgment upon those who have uh, continued... And we have to understand and remember, these are people who have continually rejected God. And these are people uh, that on the earth at this time when these judgments are happening, these are people who are seeing all of this happen and are still not turning to God. That will be key for our understanding of what's going on in this section of Scripture tonight. (coughs) Excuse me. Verse 13 says, uh, in chapter 9, it says, And then the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice of the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which uh, had the trumpet, Loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year. For to slay a third part of men, and the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand, and I heard a number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and of uh, jacuthin, and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men, by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone, which, which issued out of their mouths. And their power is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents, and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, uh, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sor- uh, sorceries, nor of their fornications, and nor-, nor of their thefts. So, what we see in this passage of scripture to begin with is that uh, a trumpet is sounded, and the the altar of god now uh, if you 'll think back to your description of the temple and Jerusalem or when uh, the temple was being uh, the tabernacle was being carted around the wilderness uh, they had a big brass altar that stood uh, and that was the altar in which uh, the sacrifices for repentance was uh, offered now it was a big altar that had uh, these uh, horns that came out of the uh, the four corners of the altar, and uh, this was uh, symbolic of uh, the place in which uh, the people's uh, sins were uh, the sacrifice for their sins were offered up, and uh, uh, this same altar is a that altar was a. Uh, mirror of the altar of God that that is described in the scripture that is uh, in the presence of God in heaven Uh, and so this altar that is mentioned here is uh, that altar uh, in heaven and and, and on the four corners there's these horns and uh, it was seen as a place of mercy uh, several of the kings uh, in Scripture and other people in Scripture uh, in the Old Testament, especially, were seen running into this uh, place uh, in the temple uh, and grabbing hold of the horns of the altar of God and and pleading for mercy. One one particular uh, individual went there to to keep from being killed because he had. Uh, Uh, betrayed the king and he felt as though if he was there holding on to the horns of the altar they would not uh, kill him because it was a holy place they were not uh, uh, they wouldn't defile the holy place by killing him so he went in there and and grabbed hold of the horns of the altar of God. Uh, and on other occasions, uh, people have gone and grabbed hold of these horns uh, to plead for mercy from God. And so this altar in heaven is uh, what that altar in the tabernacle or the temple represented. And uh, from the horns... now. The Bible here says, uh, John describes it as, uh, and the six angels uh, sounded, and I heard a voice of the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Okay? John describes a voice. It's not God's voice that he hears, because the altar is before God. He hears a voice, uh, and it's the voice is being uttered before God, so therefore it's not God's voice. It's not, uh, it's not clear whether or not it's the angel's voice, and there are even some scholars that say it's the altar that speaks. Um, but regardless of what where the voice is coming from, uh, this voice is commanding that uh, the angel deliver these four uh, four angels to the earth to bring judgment upon the earth and these four angels uh, are reminiscent of the four angels that are at the beginning of the book of Revelation uh, that says that these angels uh, come from the four, wind, uh, four corners of the earth um, uh, and it's also speculated that these four angels were bound by God these were fallen angels uh, or that they were um, the four angels of uh, at the golden altar of God. It, there's speculation as to uh, which angels these were. regard I don't I don't particularly care for uh, the commentators when they start to speculate about. Uh, certain things when they start going into extra biblical uh, sources, and they did a lot of that with this uh, section. Here's the important part: they were angels. They were mess uh, angels. Uh, throughout Scripture, are seen as messengers of God. So these angels, whether they are fallen angels or angels that are doing the the work of God, they are. Uh, They are created beings that are serving God as His messengers. Secondly, they are called upon and they are loosed to do uh, the bidding of God to bring destruction upon the earth. Uh, God is the one who... uh, has the power and authority over these angels. God is the one who uh, gives them the authority to go and to bring this judgment upon the earth. And so this they are uh, doing the bidding of God. Uh, they are not rogue angels or, or demon angels or demons that are doing uh, things that God... Uh, Does not want happen because it 's God that looses them uh, thirdly these uh these angels were destined to do the work that God has uh uh designed for them to do because it says that they uh, that it was foretold uh, of the day, the hour, the month, and the year, which is uh, a flowery way of saying that it, these angels were doing something that was decided upon God uh, a long time ago and it was uh, the destiny of these angels to do this work uh, which uh, in my opinion uh, was determined when sin entered into the world because God would not have Designed and and destined these angels to do this work before sin entered into this world. So it would have been uh, at the time uh, at the time of sin entering into the world in the Garden of Eden, or afterwards. Um, uh, I believe God's desire and intent all along was for man to have an existence with Him in the Garden for all eternity and sin not to enter into the equation. I believe God knew that sin would enter into the equation, but God's desire is uh, that sin not enter into the equation. You ask me, how do you know that, preacher? Think Think for a moment. What do you feel like heaven will be like? We all have an image of heaven in our mind at this moment because I asked you to think about it. And we all think of, of heaven being a place where we can be with God, that we can fellowship with God, uh, that everything is as it should be uh, streets of gold, pearly gates, uh, mansion on a hillside, all of those things. Do you think God would create heaven and, and anticipate or desire for sin to be in heaven? No, Uh, God's desire is not to be in the presence of sin. And I believe that God created Eden uh, and created man with that same desire that He would spend all of eternity uh, in fellowship with man without sin. But uh, He gave humanity the freedom, the free will to choose uh, either to to have fellowship with God or to go his own way and make his own decisions and choose his own path. And uh, so God created an opportunity for man to do that through uh, the temptation of uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Not, not necessarily that God tempted uh, mankind like, he, uh, like Satan tempted Eve, but rather that there was an, the opportunity for sin. We all consider and think about heaven uh, as being a place without sin and and much of that is designed from the description that we'll see in chapter 21 and 22 and, and the end of Revelation uh, where uh, heaven is described, a new heaven and a new earth. Um, but the reason for new heaven and a new earth is because sin entered into God's creation on earth. Um, so... Uh, I don't believe that God created or destined angels to bring about judgment upon the earth before there was anything to judge. Uh, I believe that God waited for mankind to make His decision. God, That's not saying that God didn't know that it would happen, but I don't believe that, that uh, He made that decision before. Anyway... Regardless to say, uh, these are agents of God bringing about the work of God. Uh, They are agents of the divine will of God. And in verse 15, we see that the angel is directly commanded to release uh, the four angels, uh, these bound angels, uh, and it's a passive verb that's used here. The sixth angel is the subject of action. The angel is the subject of, of action, not the bound angels. Uh, he is carrying out the, the will of God. He is carrying out the work of God. Um, and that's why it's in a passive voice. Uh, so uh, what is the work of this angel? Uh, these angels were to carry out the desire uh, the judgment of God and they were to bring about uh, the destruction of mankind uh, of a third uh, part of men. Uh, they were to go and kill one third of humanity. It was meant as a punishment uh, and it also was a task that led to the demonic army uh, and the the task of the demonic army was to bring about Punishment of mankind. God's punishment of sin. Punishment of those... And let's be clear. God is not just merely punishing those who uh, tell a white lie every once in a while or uh, punishing uh, people that are uh, maybe do a little something bad every once in a while. These uh, Look at the description that's in Revelation. The punishment, the judgment of God is falling upon those who will not turn away from idolatry, will not turn away from their sin. God is providing an opportunity for for mankind to turn back to Him in this judgment. In spite of the judgment of... We have to, as I've told you before, one-third of mankind is being uh, destroyed. That means two-thirds are remaining until the end, which means that it's not... God had the right. God had the, uh, the righteousness to destroy all of mankind because of their sinfulness. Because of the sin and degradation of mankind, all of humanity has uh, the judgment of God that should fall upon them, and only god God is only bringing judgment on one third. This also causes us to ask uh, to see that as an act of mercy and an act of grace, and it is in uh, this specifically. At the end of the chapter, he says they will not return. They will not turn back, which in my purview in my study shows that this is an act of God desiring the return of mankind back to him. This was an action of God to try and bring about not only judgment, on mankind, but also to try and bring man back to a place of repentance. This is God's desire for mankind to repent to Him, to repent, turn away from their sinfulness, turn away, specifically it says here, idolatry, specifically away from all of the worship of other gods other than God uh, uh, and to try and seek for mankind... Uh, to turn back to him. So, in spite of all the judgment that's falling upon all of these people and all the one-third of mankind that is being uh, killed, it is also a sign of God's desire for them to return. Verse 16 shows a number. Uh, it says, The number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. Has anybody figured out how much that's, that is? It is, you're exactly right. It is um, 200 million, and it appears to be, uh, and while this is a very specific number, it is like the number 144,000 that was mentioned before. It is a number that is so far beyond the understanding and comprehension of the individual of that day we deal in numbers like two hundred million all the time. in fact, that's a relatively small number um in my bank account, that would be a huge number in the treasury of the United States. it is nothing because they spend billions of dollars without even thinking about it, and our debt is in the trillions of dollars so two hundred million in uh in our Modern understanding is is very little, but in the uh, purview of John, someone in John's day, of uh, someone in the day in which this was written, it's an it's an astronomical number that is is just so far beyond. So this army the, of demons and uh, that the angels have brought about upon the earth is uh, an innumerable innumerable army. It appears to be a demonic army that rather than a human army and. Uh, it says that he heard the number of them. It was a number revealed by God. It is an army with a combination of red, blue, and yellow uh, armor on their bodies. Uh, these represent the fire with red, the smoke with blue, and the sulfur with yellow. Uh, and it is... Uh, The description of the army is is like nothing that we know of in our world today so therefore uh, we take it to be a demonic army in that it's not an army uh, with men in in strange costumes uh, like some would want you to think but it is uh, a demonic army it's easy for us to see that because it is a combination of the body of a horse the head of a lion and the tail of a snake Uh, and like I said before, it is the destru- uh, they bring about the destruction of one third of mankind through fire smoke as smoke and sulfur. And what does that remind you of from the Bible? It reminds you of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed uh, back in Genesis uh, by. Uh, fire falling from heaven had a great smoke that Abram uh, noticed uh, and saw from a distance and the sulfur uh, that was also mentioned as well in the description of uh, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah this is God's judgment on the evil of mankind and it as I said before is also displaying the love of God in spite of that, it's just like uh, when you know I was young, my parents uh, when they, I didn 't have to be punished very often, uh, but I do remember occasions uh, when I was punished, my parents said those words that no child ever believes until you 're a parent. This hurts me more than it hurts you." Um, and, but their discipline was a way of showing their love for me. Because my parents cared that I went down to the creek in the midst of a flood and tried to cross across that creek when the floodwaters were up to my neck. And my parents cared the fact that I could have been swept away by those waters and never seen again. And my parents were very upset at me and my brother for going down there. But we had to see what happened to our our uh, treehouse if it survived all the rain. And so we did that and went down there because it was something to do. And so my parents expressed how much they loved me by how much they spanked me. And that, that's an anathema to a lot of people in today's society, in the world, because if they loved you, they wouldn't have spanked you. Yes, they loved me, they hugged me, and, and, and uh, were so scared, but after they uh, were over their fright, they wanted to make sure I never did anything like that again because they didn't want chance—the the off chance that I wouldn't be as fortunate the next time. So they made sure I'd never do it again and they gave me a big whooping, and I deserved a big whooping uh, because of it. And my mama made out like because it was my, my clothes were covered in mud when I got back, but it was because she was worried about me and didn't want me to do it again. And God brings His punishment one because He is righteous, two because He is holy and cannot be in the presence of, of sin. God is, is removing the sin of the uh, of mankind from the world in this whole process, uh, but he is also demonstrating his love in that he desires for mankind to turn back to him. If you were pursued in that way in love, you would desire to go back to God. And God, uh, John says here that these men who witnessed this, the verse, chapter uh, last of chapter 9 says, they would not return they would not repent. Uh, The rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not. I don't know about you, but when we have been through situations like uh, uh, 9-11 when the World Trade Center was attacked, uh, when we've seen uh, the hurricane come through, uh, people... Realized, yes, there is God, and they were they were very thrilled at the fact that they weren 't carried away by that hurricane, and uh, a lot of people turned back and changed their heart at least for a while after those things caused them to rethink about their situation. These are events that are meant to try and cause mankind to repent. And the Bible says that the men hardened their hearts. They turned away like Pharaoh in Egypt. They hardened their hearts and would not repent from the worship of their idols. And this is what God is trying to bring about. He's trying to bring about a repentance of mankind. But they will not repent, so they will receive the the judgment of God.